So first, welcome um, to everyone for coming. I want to be uh, preface uh, this year with the advice of Shmuel, also to Doctor Mr. Duty Diamond, who uh, regularly sponsors the uh, the breakfast here on Sunday morning, and uh, many other things in the shul. Who recently made a significant contribution to the shul, and we give them a grace to Shmuel for all that they do for the shul. May the entire Kehillah share with the entire Diamond Mishpacha many simchas and only good things together in the future. Amen. The beginning of Parshas Vayechi, when Yaakov Avinu realizes that he's coming to the end of his life, so he uh, makes his son, Yosef, take a shvuah that he's going to bury him, not in Mitzrayim, but rather in Eretz Yisrael. As the Pesach says over here, towards the beginning of the Parshas, he wants to be buried in Eretz Yisrael. And Rashi gives three reasons in the name of the Medrash why he wanted to be buried in Eretz Yisrael, not in Mitzrayim. The first is, Saifaliyah is Afrikinim. In uh, Mitzrayim, the dirt was ultimately going to become lice. I presume as part of the, one of the Makos, the Makos of Kinim. Then a second reason, Shein Mesin Chutz Laaretz Chaim Avitzar Gilgul Mechilis. That Allah said, love at the time of Chiyas HaMesim. So the Mesim and Chutz are going to have to roll to Eretz Yisrael. And the Gemara assumes that there was a Tsar, tremendous Tsar, involved in this process. And therefore, Yaakovinu preferred to be in Eretz Yisrael, so he wouldn't have to either roll as far or perhaps roll at all. That's the second reason Rashi brings. And the third reason is, Shalom Yasuni Mitzrayim Avedazar. Yaakovinu was so idolized in Mitzrayim, he was afraid that they would deify him. So he didn't want to be made into a deity after he died, so he uh, preferred to be buried not in Mitzrayim, but rather in Eretz Yisrael. What's interesting to note, first of all, is that Rashi gives three reasons. Two of them only apply to Yaakov Avinu's specific situation. He was going to be made into a deity. That doesn't apply to most people. When, when, when we have the larger conversation about being buried in Chutzlar, it doesn't apply to most people. And Sefer Afro Leo's Kinim, that the, the ground will become Kinim, also only applied to Yaakov Avinu's particular situation of being buried in Mitzrayim. The only reason that emerges from Rashi that's relevant to all other Mesim in uh, Chutzlaretz is the second reason, which is that the Mesim in Chutzlaretz perhaps is preferable to be buried in Eretz Yisrael so you could avoid the Tsar, the uh, pain that's involved in rolling at the time of Tchiyas HaMesim. So the Gemara, that uh, second reason, which is what uh, applies to much greater population, in fact has its source in the Gemara Mesechtus Ksubis over here. The Gemara in Ksubis over here, Ois Beis, the second part, Quotes the opinion of Rabbi Lazar that uh, at the time of Tchiyas HaMesim, so those in Chutzlaaretz will have to roll, and that's a painful process. But if one is at Tzadik, he'll be Zoychet to Mechiloitz. He'll be Zoychet like an express uh, lane, and he won't have to roll. Well, it's a hard concept to understand. But he'll have a tunnel that will lead him to Eretz and he won't actually have to roll there. Yaakov Avinu knew about this, but Yaakov Avinu wasn't sure. Shemela Yiskel Mechilois. Maybe he was not a great enough tzaddik. If Yaakov Avinu was not a great enough tzaddik, we have to ask ourselves, well, then who is a great enough tzaddik? But, but um, Yaakov Avinu was not sure. He was on the Madrega that he would be Zoycha uh, to these uh, tunnels, and therefore he was concerned that he'd be buried in Mitzrayim. He preferred to be buried in Eretz Yisrael to avoid the Tsar Gilgal Mechilois. If that's the primary reason for being buried in Eretz Yisrael, so then the Tzitz Eliezer suggests perhaps it's preferable to be buried in Yerushalayim in particular. Because Rashi says in Masech the Sanhedrin, commenting on the Pesach and Sefer Tehillim, It will sprout from the city, like uh, weeds in the field. Rashi says, is going to begin in Yerushalayim. 
So if you want to, you know, maybe even if you're buried in the north or you're buried far in the south in Eretz Yisrael, you'll have to roll to Yerushalayim. Whereas if you're buried in Yerushalayim itself, so then you, uh, you won't have to uh, roll anywhere. You'll be right in the place where Tchiyas HaMesim is going to begin. And in fact, this sentiment is really echoed by the Ovis de Nasan. We're going to see the Gemara in a few minutes. The Gemara Mesech, the Suba says, whoever is buried in Eretz Yisrael, he will cover Tachas HaMizbeach. It's as if he's buried underneath the Mizbeach. We'll have to explain what that means. But then the Ovis de Nasan says it's even preferable, more than that, called Kavar B'Yushalayim, it's better to be buried in Yushalayim even than the rest of Eretz Yisrael. So Tzitzel Yezus suggests it's better to be buried in Yerushalayim. If we're, we're talking about Tzar Gilgul Mechilos, Yerushalayim is preferable to all the Eretz Yisrael. So much so, the Paradis Yosef on this week's on Parashas Vayechi asks, why did Yaakov Avinu, once he's being Matriach Yosef, to bring him to Eretz Yisrael? Why only bring him to Maris HaMach Pelech, Hebron? He should have brought him to Yerushalayim. It's better. So Paradis Yosef gives a terrace based on the Yalkut Shemaini, fascinating Yalkut Shemaini, that the Yalkut Shemaini says, again, we have to put the, you know, understand this, the Yalkut Shemaini says, I see the Yushalayim Leos Keretz Yisrael. The Eretz Yisrael, the borders of Eretz Yisrael will encompass, engulf the entire world. The entire world will have the status of Eretz Yisrael, and all of Eretz Yisrael will have the status of Yushalayim. That's the part of this Yosef. Then what's the school of them being buried in Eretz Yisrael? That kind of undermines that whole idea. But the Yagod Shemani says, all of Eretz Yisrael will be like Yerushalayim, and therefore there's no preference to being buried in Yerushalayim in particular over, uh, over well, heaven. When's that Chal? I don't know. <laughs> After <laughs> Tchir before Tchir Samesim, because Shiloh. The Divrei Yoel, the Satmar Rebbe, has a tshuva where he writes, it's not preferable, and we'll have to put his position in context, but Satmar Rebbe's position was, it's not preferable to be buried in Yerushalayim, and he asked the Geval de Gakashi, he says, it's an Easter to bury Mason in Yerushalayim. The Rambam over here in Hilchus Beis Abchira, quotes from the Gemara, that one of the milas of Yerushalayim is, Eimalinimbos HaMais, you're not allowed to leave a mace overnight in Yerushalayim, many people know that halacha. And Ein Mekayim Bakfura, you're not allowed to have Kfuras HaMais in Yerushalayim except for Malchus Beis David. There's no base hakfaris in Yerushalayim, in the, all, in the new city of Yerushalayim, which is not halachically Yerushalayim. So there you have batek forest. But in the, uh, in the halachic, the old city of Yerushalayim, there's no batek forest. You can't have it. So says Sama Rebbe, not only is there not a preference to be buried in Yerushalayim, but you can't be buried in Yerushalayim. It's an Easter. It's a violation of the Kedusha of Yerushalayim, unless you're from the Malchus Beis David. So it's a starker kasha. Later on, I saw that uh, Rav Vosner had the Shevet Alevi asked this very same kasha. The Ramban, others say it's a mile to be buried in Yerushalayim, but yet. Is an Easter to be buried in Yerushalayim? So Vosner thinks that maybe it means close to Yerushalayim. So that's where the... Because there's a Targum Yonison that says that is going to begin from Harazesim. So maybe it means to be buried in Harazesim is preferable to Marzim Avpeo, but Yaakov Avinu didn't ask for that. So it's such a great smile to be buried in Harazesim, Yaakov Avinu didn't ask for it. Yaakov Avinu asked to be buried in Marzim Avpeo. Anyway, the primary reason... <coughs> that uh, emerges from this Rashi to be buried in, in Eretz Yisrael over Chutzlars is to avoid the Tsar Gilgul, uh, Tsar Gilgul Mechilas, which is itself somewhat um, interesting, meaning it's not so much a mile to be buried in Eretz Yisrael, it's a, it's a Chutzlars to be buried in Chutzlars, because you're going to have to roll. It's not necessarily because something that's inherent to the Kedusha of Eretz Yisrael that you want to be buried there, so you just don't want to be buried far away in Chutzlars. That's the f- ra- reason Rashi here uh, stresses in Parshas Vayechi. Interestingly, though, the Gemara Mesechlik Subis has another reason to be buried in Eretz Yisrael. Look back at Ois Beis. The Gemara begins, If a person is buried in Eretz Yisrael, it's as if he's buried underneath the Mizbeach, which means that he achieves a Kapara. The Gemara there before, I didn't give you the whole Gemara, but the Gemara says, The person walks for Amos in Eretz Yisrael when he's alive. 
he gets mechilas avaynis. And if you're buried in Eretz Yisrael too, he will cover tachas and mizbeach. It's as if he's buried underneath the mizbeach, which means he gets a kaparo. The mizbeach is where we bring the karbonas. So whoever is buried in Eretz Yisrael gets a mechilas avaynis. But it's a pella. Why does Rashi bring that? Yahweh was asking to be buried in Eretz Yisrael. Rashi brings three reasons. It's not that he was trying to be terse. He is kinim, and he wanted to be embalmed and made into an Avedah Zara, and he didn't want the Tzara Gilu Mechilos. Why didn't he say the other reason, which is the more, uh, perhaps, uh, mile of Eretz Yisrael reason, which is with Heron Eretz Yisrael, because whoever is buried in Eretz Yisrael gets a Mechilos Avinus. Why is that not mentioned in Rashi? So I believe like, we could suggest that, and it might be Nogea Lomaisa, that the reason Yaakov did not answer that is because he was a Tzadik. He didn't need the Mechilas Avinus of Eretz Yisrael. He wasn't concerned with it. We find a similar notion later on in the Parsha. What's the last Pasuk in Parsha's Vayichi? We conclude, all well, Sefer Bereshis, Vayisem Ba'orin B'Mitzrayim. Yosef is placed in an Orin. He's not buried in the ground. So the Klichem already asked that the Gemara says in Masech the Sanhedrin, they're based on the Pasuk and Parshas Kisei say, You have to bury the mace that day. And the Gemara says you have to bury the guy in the ground. Look over here, it's quoted in the Shulchan Aruch. over here, in You just put a mace in an Aaron. You don't put him in the ground. You violate Halonis Hamace. You can't just put a guy in a mausoleum. You can't just put a guy in an Aaron. You have to bury him in the ground. The Shulchan Aruch continues, and this is from the Ramban and the Torah Sa'odam, Vimnasun Ba'aron, Vikover Bakarka. Let's say you put the guy in an Aron, and you bury him in the ground, Eino Aiva Olav, you've not violated Halonas Hames, not burying the mace, you put him in an Aron, which is in the ground, Umikal Mokom Yofer Lekovra Bakarka Mamish, Afilu Bakutzlart. It's better to bury the mace in the ground without an Aron. In Eretz Yisrael, that's the Minig. Chutars, I think, is against the law to do that. You yeah. can't bury a mace right in the ground. But there are certain, there are certain, uh, there are certain chevros uh, that have a, a Houdini box. And in the bottom, and in the bottom, it's a false bottom. They put the mace in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're not naming names; are being recorded over here. But there are certain chevros that bury, even in Chutzlar, it's buried in the ground. But officially, it's against, uh, it's against, it's, uh, it's not proper. If he's worried, if he's not worried about, uh, yeah. So I think that there's a high, I'll get back to your point, fantastic, I was hoping no one would ask that, but because I think that there's a higher level of tzidkus to be zaycha to the tunnels than to avoid a mechil, to, to need the mechil savanis, but we'll get back to your point, fantastic. Anyway, so there's a halacha that you have to be buried in the ground, you can't just be buried in the oren. Shulchan Aruch says it's preferable to be buried in the ground even, even without an oren. In Chutzar, just to make us feel better, the Rambam disagrees with the Shulchan Aruch. The Rambam's opinion is that they never bury directly in the ground. The Rambam's opinion is, The Rambam's opinion always was that it's, the, the, I mean, that's what the Rambam says. He doesn't say it's better to be buried in the dirt. He says, The minute was to bury people in an Aron of eights, in a wooden casket, based on the Medrash, which is on the Pasuk in Parshas Bereshis, Vayischabe, Odom Vechava, Beseich Eitzagan, Adam and Chava hid in the wood of Gan Eden, and the Medrash comments from here are Remez that we bury in Aroinus of wood, because that's where Adam and Chava were hiding. So Paiskim say the wood also is because it will decompose. Why wood? Wood will decompose, and ultimately you'll be buried in the ground. That's how some shtup into the Rambam. But the Rambam said in Aron of, of Eitz. In, in Long Island, by the way, you know, there were a lot of Batek forests in Long Island, so this, the soil was very sandy. 
So they put around it the blocks of concrete so that the kvara shouldn't slide into one another. So Moshe was asked, is that, is that called burying, you're burying an orange of age, but you're putting it in the middle of concrete blocks. So Moshe said, concrete is like dirt, because concrete comes from uh, sand or whatever. So, 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 so it should be like dirt. Rabbi Ben Uziel was the first Friday chief rabbi. He's many coolest in his Mishpate Uziel. So he writes also to bury in a metal oren. It's also called burying in the ground. Where does metal come from? Uh, metal comes from the ground. It's, yeah, so, so it's like burying in stone is the same as burying in the ground. It's a schwer cooler. The most places do not accept burying a guy and burying metal oren. Oh, so, oh, so another eitzah is, it says in the Mepharshim of the Shulchan because you can poke holes in the bottom. Correct. Yes. It's the Drisha and the Taz suggest that the Luvush suggests to poke holes in the bottom. Because that was the Minig. The Minig was they buried in Aron. It's ah, but it's preferable to be buried in the ground so you can poke holes in the bottom. Our Minig also is to, to bury in, a, in an Aron of eight. But how was Yosef able to be buried just in an Aron? It wasn't in an Aron in the ground. By Yisim, by Aron, by Mitzrayim. That's it. And it's not only Yosef, Sarah also. Look over here at the Ramban, in Parshish Chayi Sarah, when Avram Avinu was negotiating with the Bnei Ches, he says, If you're sincere, you want to help me bury my mace from in front of me. What does it mean, from in front of me? Says the Ramban, He was threatening them. He said, bury her from in front of me. If you don't let me bury her, I'll put her in the living room, in an oren. That's what he said. If you don't give me a place to bury her, forget it. I'll just put her in an oren. So ask the how can you just put her in an oren? How is Yosef just being put in an oren? How is the Sarah just being put in an oren? They're not being put in the ground. So the Klichemda suggests that perhaps the only reason you have to bury in the ground is a reaction to the chait of Adam Arishan for Kaparas Avinus. What happens right after Adam Arishan sits with the Eitz Hadas, the Kaddish Baruch Hu tells him, here the Pasuk over here, Ois Yud, with sweat of your brow, you'll eat, until you return to the ground, because that's where you came from, if you came from the dirt, you go back to the dirt. So why do you have to be buried in dirt? That's a reaction to the chait of Adam Arishan. He sinned, you made yourself, you remained dirt, you remained a physical being, so therefore you have to go back to the dirt, otherwise he's stealing from the dirt. You came from dirt, you go back to dirt. But says the Klichemda, perhaps it's only a person who needs a kapara savinus, like a person who did not bear like Adam But if the person does not need a mechila savinus, like perhaps Sarah, perhaps Yosef, it was enough just to be buried in an oren. They didn't have to be put into the ground. Was he buried in the Nilus? Wasn't he... Pasuk says, by Yisem ba'aren, b'mitzrayim. It doesn't say he was in bomb and put in an oren. But they took the oren with him. They took the oren. They traveled through the mid, No, they exhumed him. Was he exhumed or was he just put in an oren? But Sarah, but the Ramban says Sarah was just going to be put in an oren, not in the ground. So Yechemda says, how could it be? So he says, because Sarah perhaps, or perhaps even Yosef, didn't need the Mechilas Avinus, and therefore they weren't buried in the ground. So I believe we could suggest the same thing here, getting back to our Rashi. Rashi says, why is it that Yaakov asked to be buried in, Mitz- in Eretz Yisrael, not in Mitzrayim? He didn't want the Tzara Gilgal Mechilas. Why not? Yaakov also. Why? Yaakov, yeah. they didn't bury right away. They, 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 they kept him out of the Okay. Lina, the Lina Sameh, they certainly okay. okay. So they didn't need, why, why not buried in the ground? So I think it's because he was a Tzadik, that's what Klichemda suggests, he didn't need it. So perhaps over here, that's my Pshad and Rashi. Why Rashi doesn't bring the, the idea that being buried in Eretz Yisrael is inherently beneficial because you'll achieve a Mechilas Avonis, Yaakov and Vinu didn't need that. I think to be Zerichah to the tunnels, that he wasn't sure. Sotzer Madrega was even a higher Madrega. That he wasn't sure he was Zerichah to that, but he didn't need the Mechilas Avonis of being buried in, uh, in Eretz Yisrael. 
Okay, so Zachako, bottom line, we have two reasons why it's beneficial. What emerges two reasons why it's beneficial to be buried in Eretz Yisrael, which is no gaya to many people. One is, you know, most people. One is because you have want to avoid the Tsar Gilgul Mechilos at the time of Trios HaMesim. Another one is, in order to achieve Mechilos HaVoynes, just like a person who walks in Eretz Yisrael, uh, in this Mechil HaKal Vanayisav, so to a person who's buried in Eretz Yisrael, Ki will cover Tachas HaMizbech. And we explained why Rashi perhaps doesn't bring that reason by Yaakov Avinu. Is there anybody who uh, opposes uh, this practice? I mean, it's pretty much a Gemara that there are benefits to it. So we find, in fact, the Machlech is about this in the Talmud Yushalmi. The Yushalmi, Mesechlis Kelayim over here, Oisir Aleph, calls the Machlech is about this. Because Reb Kiria and Reb Lozar were watching as they were bringing Arainas from Chutzlar to Eretz Yisrael. So look at the second line. Amar Rebbe Kiria, Amar Rebbe Bar Kiria, the Reb Lozar, Mahu Ilu Ilu. What do these people think they're accomplishing? They're in violation of the Pasuk and say for Yermiu, Vatavoyu, Vatitamu, Zartzi. They're coming to be Metame Eretz Yisrael. You're bringing your Mason to come here. It's not, a, it's not one big cemetery. So if Kiria was saying, what do they think they're accomplishing? Meaning they accomplish nothing. Or it sounds like it's even an affront to Eretz Yisrael. And Rav Anon responds to him, I'm, I'm sorry, no, Rav Lezer responds to him, Amalei, Kevin Shein Magiyam La Eretz Yisrael, once they get to Eretz Yisrael, Heinotel and Gush Afar, they take a clump of dirt and they put it in the Aroinus. We do this even in Chutzlar, it's a mini to put a clump of dirt from Eretz Yisrael in the, some, to put a clump of dirt from Eretz Yisrael in the Aron. The that the land itself will be Machaper for him. So first of all, Reb Lezer's time, it's hard to understand the back and forth over here. I'm sorry, Reb Kiria said, what do they think they're accomplishing? They're being Matame Eretz Yisrael. And he responds, Reb Lezer responds, well, they put a clump of dirt in. What's the, what's the back and forth? What did, what did he say and what did he respond? So the Pnei Moshe explains Reb Kiria's taina. He explains his taina is, <laughs> that there's a mile of living in Eretz Yisrael. Whoever lives in Eretz Yisrael gets a mechila savainus. And the Gemara says, look back, Ois Beis, in the Gemara in Ksubis, Eina Doima, the third line, Eina Doma Kolta Mechaim Lakolta Lachamisa. You get much more of a Mechila Savonis for living there than for being buried there. Buried there is a, an afterthought. But if you live there, you get much more. So the Pnei Moshe says, where Kiria was tiny was, they're so convinced that there's Mechila Savonis from being buried in Eretz Yisrael. Why don't you come when you're alive? You get much more Mechila Savonis then must be they're disingenuous. They don't really think that there's a mile of being buried in Eretz Yisrael. If you did, you would have come when you were alive. They didn't come. So how much of a believer are you in this grace of school of being buried in Eretz Yisrael if you didn't come when you were alive? So he's, number one, Taina is, he thinks it's disingenuous. I believe he's also arguing, we could say, he's arguing as well, that it's, it's not right. You're taking the benefits of Eretz Yisrael with contributing nothing. You're coming after the chutzpah. A guy comes after he's dead. Now you come, uh, you know, where were you all the time you were alive? Living is transient. Excellent. So a blazer tying his back. No, they are sincere. And it's a mild Eretz Yisrael. They're not doing it because they're milking Eretz Yisrael for the benefits and not contributing anything. It's a mild. They're coming. How do you know? Look how sincere they are. That they take a lump of dirt and they put it in their arayness. You see that they, even in chutzpah, you see that they are sincere. They believe in it. And perhaps it's not a chisarim, perhaps it's not a chutzpah, perhaps it represents that hagufa, is that they believe in the kedusha of Eretz Yisrael. They couldn't, they didn't come when they were alive. It could be mice and but at least they came now. At least they're here now. Better late than never. Right? Okay. So that's the back and forth that goes on in the Gemara. also see that they held you needed an arm. Oh, okay. So that's the back and forth. The blazer taina, I'm sorry, Rav Kiria taina is number one, perhaps they're disingenuous, that Pnei Moshe says. Or it's a chutzpah. 
Maybe you don't mean it, because why don't you come on your live? Oh, it's a chutzpah. You come now? Where were you the whole time? And Reblazer, I'm sorry, and Reblazer responds, no, that they are sincere, and perhaps it's not a chisaran terrorist Israel, it's a Mila. The opinion of Reb Kiria, though, interestingly enough, is echoed by the Zayar HaKadosh. Turn the quote, flip the page, the Zayar HaKadosh in Parshas Achrimais only brings Reb Kiria. That uh, if a person sends a mace, the person sends a mace, it comes only after he's uh, dead. He didn't live in Eretz Yisrael. Now he comes to be buried in Eretz Yisrael. It's a violation of the Pesach and Sefer Yeremi, of Atavo, of Atitamus Artsi, and of it Kodesh Chol, Vachol Kodesh. He defiled that which is holy, Eretz Yisrael, and he made Kodesh that which is Chol, uh, which means uh, the mace. What about Yaakov and Yosef? What about Yaakov and Yosef? How does Rav Kiria say you can't come after you die? What about Yaakov and Yosef? So that the Zohar itself asks, the Zohar in Parshas Vayechi asks, how did Yaakov come back? He asked himself, Yaakov and Ah, what about Yaakov and Yosef? So the Zohar, they only came after they were dead. Rav Kiria says you shouldn't do that. You're only coming now. Where were you when you were alive? Huh? They lived there when they were alive. And Yaakov was specifically commanded by the Rebani Shalom, Go down and I'll bring you back. So Rebani Shalom promised him you could come back. And Yosef was literally taken out of Eretz Yisrael in chains. And they literally pulled him out and they sold him. So if you're pulled out of it, you lived there, and you're pulled out, Emma, you want to come back after you're dead? Okay. The Zayar says, fine. Huh? That's right. He was pulled out. And Yaakovina was given a promise by the Rebbeinu I'll bring you back. But other than that, the Zayar seems to be opposed to the practice of sending Mason to Israel for a person who didn't live there. How do we paskin? So it's a machlekes, and the, the Bavli only has the one opinion, that it's a preference to be buried in Eretz Yisrael, because to avoid Tzar Gigul Mechilus, you get a Mechilus Avonis. The Gemara Malikotin mentions Rav Huna was sent to Eretz Yisrael from Bavel after he died. Rav Hamnuno was sent to Eretz Yisrael from Bavel after he died. So you find the practices being done. In Yushalmi, it's a machlekes, between Rav Kiri and Rav Elazar, and the Zayar is opposed to it. How do we paskin? So read the Rambam. I don't... Everyone says the Rambam says like them. But I think the, the Rambam is, is totally unclear. Look at the Rambam. Whoever lives in Eretz Yisrael gets a Mechilas Avonis. we skip a little bit. Not only if you live there, if you're buried there. You can't compare living there to dying there. You get much more Mechilas Avonis if you live there. And nonetheless, every time the Rambam says, Afal Pichain is instructive, he's t- coming to teach us something. He says, even though it's better to live there than to die there, nonetheless, what, what do you mean nonetheless? It sounds like really we shouldn't let this happen. Nonetheless, I mean, if we're, just, if we're being honest with ourselves, that's what the Rambam sounds like he's saying. Afal Pichain, Lashom. How did he pass it? All Mason should go to Eretz Yisrael? Is it Milo or not? What do you say? Honest reading. Ruby says, only Tzadikim. Sounds like it's not proper, but only Tzadikim. Or it sounds like he's approving the practice. Those who approve the practice say, oh, the Rambam says we pass it like the Babli over the Zayar. We don't paskin that it's also, we paskin that it's mutter. The Rambam says, learn from Yosef and, 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 and Yaakov. But the Rambam, first of all, sounds hesitant about it. He says, Abal Pichain, even though you get more when you're alive than when you're dead, Gedoyle Achachomim sent the It doesn't say everybody, Hamoinam. But look in the Shulchan Aruch. Shulchan Aruch quotes this halacha in two places. The Rambam, 
Rambam. Oh, I, don't know, I can't get him out. The Rambam was not buried in Eretz Yisrael. Uh, what well, in the Shulchan Aruch? It's quoted in two places in Shulchan Aruch. And nowhere in Shulchan Aruch does it say, a person should stand the whole amazing territory. So it doesn't say that. What it says is that there's an easer to move a kever, as we well know nowadays. You're not allowed to move kvaris. If it's for certain situations uh, beyond the scope of our discussion, now you can move a kever. But, but strictly speaking, you're not supposed to move a kever unless it's to a kever of yourself, like Yaakov Vinu wanted to be buried in Maris HaMachpelah. And he wanted to bury with his uh, ancestors, or to bury a mace in Eretz Yisrael, you're allowed to exhume a body and move the body. So now, it's unclear. First of all, this person had an opportunity to live there? I would say no. Why not? He's buried in Chutzlaritz. Which means if he wanted to be buried in Eretz Yisrael, presumably we're talking about a guy who wanted to be buried in Eretz Yisrael, if he wanted to be buried there, he should have gone when he died. He was buried in Chutzar. Now they want to exhume him and bring him. So it sounds like we're talking about a guy who did not have any opportunity to get there when he was alive. Well then, you know, Reb Kiviyah's tainas are, uh, are not as convincing. He could, why are you coming now? Where were you all the whole time? He couldn't be buried there. He was buried in Chutzar. So we want to exhume him now and bring him to Eretz Israel. So the says in it's not a violation of the Easter Pino Yatsamas. Okay, it's not a glowing endorsement. And we don't know... Uh, could this person come when he was alive? It sounds like not. But there's a second sif in Shulchan Aruch, we have to be honest with you also. And it says in Shulchan Aruch, you cannot send a mace from one city to another city. You're not supposed to do it. Why not? Because it's a chutzpah to the mace in here. Well, it's uh, so embarrassing to be buried here. You're sending her to, to, to another town? Why don't you be buried here with us? So you're not allowed to send the mace from one city to another city. Ella in Cain, unless you're sending him to an ancestral burial plot. I mean, he wants to be buried with his parents or something. Or from Chutzar's Eretz Yisrael. Again, that implies that there's, of course, there might be buried in Eretz Yisrael, but it's kind of that it's not a violation of Chutzpah to the people who live here. But it doesn't necessarily say uh, that it's something that everyone should do. Again, I, I, I admit from Shochanach, it sounds like it's something everyone should do. It sounds like it's a mile to be buried in Eretz Yisrael. I would have preferred if the Shochanach were going to say that, he would have said it in the positive sense. We should send Mason to Eretz Yisrael. It doesn't say that. He says it's not a violation. Of uh, not burying Mason here, you know, in the city where you die, it's a, you know, be, and it's not a chutzpah to them if you send them to Eretz Yisrael. Who are we talking about? Are we talking about a tzaddik? Are we talking about a guy who had no opportunity of getting there when he was alive? Hard to know. And it's a machlekes hapoiskim lemaisa. The pischei tshuva over there quotes him a tshuva from the Marobach, who says uh, who says that even if a parent said while they were alive they intimated they don't want to be buried in chutzlaretz, nonetheless the children have the right to send him. Afterwards, unless he was Mitzavah explicitly, he didn't want to go. He said, you know, while he was alive, nah, 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 he never bought, never bought. But, uh, he never said explicitly he didn't want to go, so then the, parent, the children should send him. It's a mitzvah to do it. To, uh, it's a mile to be buried in Eretz Yisrael, and all the Mesim should go to Eretz Yisrael. That's the opinion of the Malbach. And many classical poets can adopt that position. The Chalkas Yaakov, Yaakov Breish, who was a uh, chief rabbi in Antwerp, had that position. T. Pesach Frank was asked in 1940s, there was a Carlina Rebbe in the 40s who lived in Detroit. I don't think they're Carlina Chassidim anymore. They're still in Detroit? Yeah, they're not in Detroit. And the Carlina Rebbe died in 40s, uh, I think in 46 in Detroit. And the Machlekes in the Chassidim, should they bury him in Detroit or should they send him to Israel? So they asked, they sent the Shiloh around to many Gedoyim. So they asked the Chief of Frank, should they bury him in Eretz Yisrael? Chief said, Avada, should send him to Eretz Yisrael. The Mitzvah, the Mile, to be buried in Eretz Yisrael for those who can. Even though he didn't live there, it's a mile to be buried there. He will cover Tachas Mizbech. Many Amiroim were sent to Eretz Yisrael. So he sent the Kalina Rebbe to Eretz Yisrael. The Maisa, they did not listen to Eretz Yisrael, frankly. 
Because there are many people who have Shilas. They have a Shilas and they don't listen. Zee Pesach Frank said he should be buried there. I think he's buried in Detroit. No flights then. They would have shifted on the ship. I don't know. I don't know. But the Lamai said he was buried in Detroit. There was another discussion about Moses Montefiore. I don't know when this took place. Maybe someone remembers. About should they exhume Moses Montefiore? Sir Moses Montefiore from where he's buried in uh, where is he buried in Ramsgate next he has a synagogue over there there's a mausoleum to Moses and Mrs. Montefiore so they wanted to exhume him and bring him somewhere probably by the windmill they want to bury him somewhere over there so they uh, so they asked the Shiloh can they do that so they sent the Shiloh around Rabavadi writes in the Abiyo Oimer and the Chavadas too that yes you should exhume the Mason we should exhume all, everyone from Chutz Laretz and uh, bring as many as we can to Eretz Israel Moses Montefiore also he did so much for Eretz Israel we should bring him to Eretz Yisrael. Where Moshe held not. I think the English, held. I think the English protested. They didn't want to. Bring yeah, him. I think he's still there. Yeah, they, I think they didn't want to let him go. Yeah. <laughs> so Moshe said no. Moshe said, first of all, we come to, why Moses Montefiore? There's so many tzaddikim that are buried in Europe. Why Moses Montefiore is the first on the list to be buried in Eretz Yisrael? Moshe didn't understand that. And then Moshe said he felt felt he should be. He wanted to be buried next to his wife. He's buried next to his wife. We're going to exhume just him and move him uh, to Eretz Yisrael. He didn't think that it was. Uh, <laughs> Is a subject buried next to a family, and it's mentioned. What's the? You see, from Yaakov, Yaakov wanted to be buried with his family. So you see that that's the matter. What's the? Yeah, what's the? I don't know. Oh, so so the opinion of let's say Chelkas Yaakov, the Hard Tzvi, Rabbi Vadia was. All the rappers are here. Yeah. Oh, I mean. So has a tshuva. The Divrei Yoel has a tshuva that he was opposed to. We should pass like the Zayar. See, the Shalom generally follows the Zayar anyway. So the, even though it's a contradiction between the Zayar and the... They claim it's a contradiction between the Zayar and the Talmud Babli. Talmud Babli says, Amoroim were sent. But uh, the Divrayot claims the Zayar says it's against it. It's against it. And even the Rambam, he makes the diok that we made, even the Rambam only sent Tzadikim. Tzadikim, they were G'dayle HaChachomim. So the, so the Sabbath yeah. Rebbe was, uh, was opposed to the practice. Ramosha, they also say, it's not printed in the Igris Moshe, was also opposed to sending all Mason to Eretz Yisrael. He felt only Tzadikim should be buried in Eretz Yisrael. Ramosha himself was buried, not because he commanded his children to be buried in Eretz Yisrael. He once commented, this is the way the story goes, he once commented, he was surprised that a certain Tzadik wasn't buried in Eretz Yisrael, and therefore his children heard that, and they interpreted from that that he thought all tzaddikim should be buried there, and therefore he was buried there, Lamaisa. I don't think he asked to be buried there. Not to. Oh, so that's what Rabbi Yoel said. Or Rabbi Yoel said also, he shouldn't send Mason to Eretz Yisrael, and maybe we pass him like the Zayar, and maybe the Shulchan Aruch never mentions it's a Milo to do it. Shulchan Aruch just says it's not an Easter, Pinayat Samus, it's not an Easter of a chutzpah to the Mason here. And even the Ramah says only Gedolei Achachamim, so they call him the name of Moshe, that only uh, Tzadikim should be buried in Eretz Yisrael. Rav Hankin was also opposed to the practice for an entire for these reasons, but he added another reason, which is uh, there's a lot of truth to it. And that's the last thing over here, Oisir Ches, the Gemara says in Masechus Ma'id Katen, Initially, they used to bury Mason with a lot of fanfare, with a lot of fancy clothing and gold and silver. And uh, it was so difficult, it was so uh, financially onerous for people that people just, they just dumped the Mason by the Beisach Forest and left them there on the side of the road. Because it was too, too, uh, cost too much money to do it. So until Ramgamuyo came along, Vinod Kalas Reish Ba'atzma, and he was buried in uh, simple linen garments, he was buried in Tachrichim. So from there, the minig developed based on the based on the practice of Rambam Gamliel to bury everyone across the board. First Takana, to bury everyone across the board 
in Tachrichim, so no one should feel this uh, financial burden. So says of Henkin too, to be buried in Eretz Yisrael is much more expensive than to be buried in Chuzlars. The plot is expensive, the transportation is expensive. So Henkin said it, that people are, it's going to make, uh, put a financial burden, an undue financial burden on a lot of people who can't necessarily do it, if that becomes the standard. So therefore, if Hankin was opposed to it, uh, based on the precedent of Rabbi Gamliel. Anyway, Lamaisa, you have these uh, three approaches, basically. You have those who are... Uh, those who endorse the practice, that's the Pisgah Chua from the Maalbach, or Tzipe Zafrank, or Avadi, I think whoever can, it's a great Samayla. You have Satmar Rebbe, who is opposed to it, the Zayar says not to do it, the Minig never was, says Satmar Rebbe, Minig never was to send all the Mesim, even all the Tzadikim, to Israel. It wasn't an easy thing. It wasn't an easy thing, he doesn't mention that. He doesn't mention, a very short Shuvah, he doesn't mention that point. And uh, Ramesha is kind of a middle approach. If Hankin was also opposed to it because of the financial burden, Ramesha is kind of a middle approach, which is that uh, shouldn't be uh, shouldn't become the, the policy. But the Sadiqim, yes. What do you mean? How should you send him? Put him in first class. Put the mason over there first class.